All right, Skyscrapers, episode 12 coming up here, and it's a good one. I really like this one. We're talking about uncertainty, and what, we're, what we want you to do is value uncertainty the way, it sh the way you should. And we talk about some of the neg negative aspects, how it freezes us up, um, and all, but also what we're talking about is how it can motivate you um, to, get it, to get going in the right direction. We also want to just point out, too, is we're not preaching from a pulpit here. What we're doing is we're actually talking about things that have gone, uh, gone on with us. And, and, and most of the time, it's things that happened to us 10 15, 10, 15 days ago. So what we encourage you to do is share it with your friends. Um, it's valuable information because we feel like it's real life stuff that's happening to us um, every day. Again, we really appreciate you listening. Take a listen to this one. It's a pretty good one. Skyscrapers, welcome back. I'm the co-host, Marty. Of course, we got YB here. In the house. It's been a few weeks, guys, but we're going to get back on track here with you. Today, we got something important, stuff that's been uh, on our minds lately in a, in a lot of different ways. So we're going to dig into, into that today. A um, little housekeeping stuff first. The new gym, if you listened to that podcast a few weeks ago, talking about all the things that we got going on coming up. And uh, we were uncertain about the 5916 Penn Avenue, when and how that was going to open up. They are working hard over there. It should be what, Jordan? A um, couple, couple months here. Yeah, we're looking, go. At, we're looking at about 60 days, which is... Uh, Let's go. Yeah. It's, it's needed by, by far. To say it's needed, it's understatement. Yeah, so we're getting ready for that, guys. And... The word today, focus point of today's conversation is uncertainty. Um, but if you listen to our previous podcast on, on the gym, you know, what that got us to do is come up with some new ideas. It allowed us to focus and we're going to grow in a little bit, not a different direction, but in, in an added direction that I don't think we would have went to right away if this didn't happen. So this uncertainty that we had with the, the gym allowed us, allowed for some new good things and new ideas. So let's dive into uncertainty today, Mr. YB. Yeah. Um, so that that I think that word just in general has a negative connotation, right? You say when you're when someone's uncertain about something, you know, basically what's happening is is they're not sure. Um, and if somebody were to ask you a question and they say and your answer was I'm not sure, that's not inherently negative, right? You're just not sure. Um, and I think what it opens itself up to is then some work then because marty if i ask you you know is it raining outside and you say i'm not sure we're probably going to game plan on how we're going to figure out right. if it's raining outside right um so that's how i ultimately view uncertainty it's, i'm not sure which means that it's time for me to game plan so i want to look at it today in looking at uncertainty as something that should motivate us, that should add value in our lives, as opposed to create anxiety. I think that's always um, something that happens is, as soon as we get this feeling of uncertainty, it immediately increases our stress level, our blood pressure. It makes us not trust people or situations. Or how about this, worse yet, it makes us not trust ourselves, which is probably the worst thing that can happen when you don't have trust in yourself, your abilities, 
um, past knowledge that you have. And I think that happens with us actually talking about it, not trusting yourself in the past knowledge. In our business with young trainers, here's what happens to them is they know things because we sat down in an interview and, and had them program out with us for an hour and a half and gave them and asked them every question in the book and they yeah. knew it. Our interviews are, are tough. They're a little different than, you know, sure. hey, what do you, what do you want to do in 10 years and, you know, what have you done in the past? It's a little more, a little more in-depth than when that. We give, them a, we give them a hard time, but we want to see what they're made of and we've had some good interviews and for sure. some great trainers out of it. Well, heck, they're good because they make it through the interview. There you go. Um, but here's what happens, though, is they get on the floor, and now it's game time. Now, you know, maybe a manager has asked them to train somebody on the spot. And then all of a sudden, all that great programming that you had in 90 minutes of question and answer and rebuttal and, and all the things that we put them through, all of a sudden, that, like, goes through the window. So you say to yourself, like... Did this person lose knowledge during this time? Of course they didn't. But they view uncertainty of the situation. Okay, hey, I'm a new trainer, new environment, um, new new uh, client. I think, my, I think my manager's watching me. Right, right. They're dead. Yeah, everybody's looking at me. I don't think the client wants to train with me. They let these things make them uncertain. And they view that uncertainty as a loss as opposed to an opportunity and then they lose all their previous knowledge so they're out there literally like someone who's never trained and then we go back and we're like Joe Schmo like what happened why would you do this why would you do put this exercise after that one I don't know and I think they're the, the I don't know is really because they allow themselves to become or to to be diminished because they let the uncertainty of the situation the unsureness of the situation really diminished their knowledge, which they've earned to that point. So it's like, why are you giving it back just because? Yeah, you hear the expression deer in headlights, <laughs> yes. right? So why is that expression? Because the deer, his anxiety is so high, it just freezes and stops there and doesn't know what to do. Right, right. right? And I think that's what happens is that like all those things happen and that anxiety builds and then it's like this freeze and all of a sudden, I mean, <clears throat> they've studied this. If your anxiety is high, you can't think clearly. Right. You're going to be in default. So, and, and to that point, Marty, so if you are in a situation where if I know that I'm, if my body is flooded with that cortisol and my anxiety levels are high, like you just said, you cannot act, you act or you act outside of yourself, then what should I do or how do I get to the point where these situations don't do that to me? Because I always tell people, listen, your body's a machine. So like, when my body gets flooded with cortisol, it acts very similar to you know, what Marty's would or anybody else would. The point is, is maybe why I am quote unquote cool under pressure is I actually don't get flooded with this cortisol because I don't look at situations the same way someone else does. When I get into a situation where I'm uncertain about something, I really work hard to say, well, this means that there's an opportunity in front of me. Just like we made the simple example of, Marty, is it raining outside? I'm not sure. Which is, going back to that, I keep thinking about that as we're sitting here talking. If people maybe just 
you get if you get anything out of this, maybe just anytime you feel stressed, ask yourself if it's, if it's raining. And is it really a big deal if you don't know if it's raining or not? Because you know the steps to figure it out. Man, we got this app. We'll go outside. I can send somebody outside. I can right. call my mom. Right? You got right. all these different things to figure out the answer. Right. And then the reality is if we keep on with that analogy, have I ever been in the rain before? Well, I have. have. We're in Pittsburgh. Right? <laughs> all the time. All the time. So probably raining now. So you probably most likely have a strategy to deal with the rain then. However, the simple stress and anxiety that you would put on yourself the fact, uh, because of the fact that you don't know if it's raining or not is not equal to what your actions would be if you just walked out there and just dealt with it. It's not equal. And we, like, you know, like Marty was saying, with it there, you paralyze yourself and now you diminish your talent. Diminish, diminish talents means you're out of there. Carmelo Anthony just got cut. Carmelo Anthony Ooh, is one of the yeah. best scorers of all time in the NBA. But guess what? Diminish talent, you're out of here, buddy. Um, and matter of fact, he's dealing with some uncertainty right now. And the question is, how is he going to view it? Um, so what we want to do is really challenge you to revert back to, because we think, I really think that there was a time when it was more commonplace to look at, um, uncertain times in our life as time when our life is, uh, as opportunity as opposed to I think how we sort of look at it right now and one thing that I was just um, that was going through my mind is you know I think sometimes what happens is because we have so much um, information at our fingertips we have access to all this information you know I mean they're making 3d printed guns and stuff like that and when I, mean, I could just go on the internet and find the blueprints for this and like and do it which is blows my mind yes, it um, does. Yes, yeah, nuts. I mean, I could literally find anything, though. You know, and that's another reason why we try to go through an arduous uh, interview with our trainers, because the reality is, is that they could find all the information on the Internet. Um, I tell this to clients all the time, which probably people think I'm crazy. But the reality is, I'm like, listen, you don't even need me to give you all this information. Google got it all. Matter of fact, Google has more information about training than I do, because there's smart people who put the information on there and it's your access um, the reality is, are, the thing is, are you going to do anything about it? But because we have access to all this information, I actually think what happens is that now we develop this uh, entitlement to the outcomes. Then information does not give you the right to an outcome. Information is exactly that. I like that. Just information, right? You just got it. That's it. The outcome is all your action there. And if I let this uncertainty paralyze me, here's what I'm just gonna be stuck with. Just all this information, and I'm not doing anything with it. And then here's what happens is when we don't, when we don't act, and then we um, don't get the things that we want, right? Our lens doesn't look at, well, it, this, this didn't happen for me because I wasn't acting. Our lens looks at, well, I'm not sure what's going to happen around the corner. And I, and I should know because I need, the, I need to know for my future. I need to know for this. I need to know for that. I should know. And that's the paralysis that I see happening with a lot of people is that because their need to know their right to the outcome is 
and I mean, an outcome, I don't mean the final result. I mean, outcome, like what the next step should be, what the third step after that is going to be, like what the sixth step after that is going to be. That's not your business because you didn't even start yet. Why do, why do I have to tell you what the third step is going to be? Like we got to deal with what, with what's in front of us first before we can talk about the third step. And I think for a while that, that was like the case, but I think now, I don't know, it's different. I, I get, we get a lot of those questions from new trainers, um, you know, in business, we get those questions like, well, all right, what's step 17 then? I'm like, I have no clue, no clue at all, nor do I want to have a clue. Uh, you know, at least that's how I operate. I don't necessarily want to have a clue. I think it would mess me up on step one and two if I'm thinking about the anxiety of step 17. Well, things are going to happen in between steps one and two and 17. Right. I, we talk about this a lot, this analogy of, of going to war. You don't know what the opponent is going to do. So you know how to start. You know, we're going to have to start somehow, right? So steps one and two are probably there. We're going to march up this mountain, right? We're going to set up camp at the top of the mountain. But then we got to see, we got to look down in the valley and see what the enemy is doing. Because heck, they may not even be there. They may go on left, we go on right. But we can't make a decision. We can't do step three until we get in there, past step two, and then make a decision and see what's going on. Yeah, I, it, I think it's scary. I think the fear, um, I think we overvalue fear too. I think I said to you guys the other day, I was like, hey, by the way, just so you guys know, maybe sometimes people look at me and I was like, I haven't figured it out. I'm scared every single day. But I, I just think it's part of my emotions. Like, of course I'm supposed to be afraid. I don't know. Like, you start a business or you start a new relationship or whatever. Like, I think we're, I'm pretty sure that we're supposed to be afraid. So it doesn't, like, move my needle at all. Yeah. I think with fear, it, it's in everybody's emotions every day. But some people allow it to overwhelm them. And when it overwhelms them, you know, you know all these sort of things start to slide downhill. And, you know, you feel fear every day. And, Going back to our, our word of the day, uncertainty. I feel uncertainty. I, I feel that every day when I wake up. I don't. I, I mean, I want the day to go well and great, but I am uncertain that it's going to go that way. So I, when I start moving through my day, I'm going to do my best to make sure when I sit back in the end of the day that the day went well for me. So I got to start doing those steps. And I think part of that, and this goes back to you know a lot of stuff we do with coaching our, our clients with weight loss goals gaining muscle, all those things, is there's a consistency that you have to have in your mm -hmm. life. When you do things consistently, I think it allows you to build up to, uh, pun intended here, certain point, right? right? You become certain because you know you have these sort of baby right. steps to get you through the day. So if I know I start my day with waking up at the right time and then making my coffee and doing all these things that I continuously do every day, I'm already getting off to a good start. So my day becomes more certain. Yeah, so habit, right? Yeah. Habit. It's like, and, and Marty, what you were talking about there is, you know, it's physical habit. And as you were saying that, I was like, you know what? Is there are some like emotional habits that we don't create for ourselves? And because sometimes people make decisions that defy logic and you go, what is going on with that? And I, and what we have to realize is that we're emotional beings. I know a lot of people want to, want to tout themselves as they're very logical and I think this out, 
But actually, by the by you saying that you are so logical and you think all this out, yeah, that's an emotion, right? Right? Yeah. Stubborn, right? <laughs> you know, you're aware of that. Yeah, you're aware of that. So we are emotional beings. We're the only ones on planet Earth, actually. A dog is a computer. You literally put X amount in and then you get it out, right? Same thing with other animals. They run on instinct, which is just a, really just a mainframe. We're the only ones that have this other, these other things that can really um, affect our mainframe. And those are emotions. So I think we have to create emotional habits as well, too. And, you know, what do I mean by that is we have to have some standards that we have set for ourselves on what we will react to. Yeah. And we were going over this actually just the other day about, you know, talking about one of, you know, uh, one of our coworkers is you choose what you're going to get upset about. End of story, period. There's nobody outside of you that makes that decision. Before that incident happens is you decide that when X, Y, or Z happens, I'm going to be upset. You make the decision, which means you can say, when X, Y, or Z happens, I'm not going to be upset. And you create these habits for yourself and you say, or you know, I, I would say standards, we can call them habits, where you say, listen, when this happens in business, here's how I'm going to take it. Right? When this happens in a relationship, here's how I'm gonna here's how I'm gonna take it. And if we say that to ourselves on a regular basis, right, enough times. Yeah. it becomes reality. That happens. And we'll go back to our rain thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I, it does sort of irritate me that like when people say like it rains, they're like in a bad mood. Which it's because you told yourself <laughs> over and over and over and rains. guess what? Somebody probably influenced you. Right, for sure. And you know, whoever it was, right? That the rain's gonna put you in a in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I got the same opinion on Mondays, right? right. You allow it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's a podcast. That's a podcast in itself. <laughs> the, the Mondays thing. Um, but you know, I say, you know, the rain's not gonna bother me, it's raining, what am I all I'm gonna do is put on my raincoat and keep it moving. But we allow ourselves to like tell ourselves how we're going to feel about something like like the rain. Yeah, and that's an emotional habit that we have to check yourself on. You know, you got really got to look at those things because actually a coworker of ours was talking about um, if she should bring her son to a party. And we're like, he's a kid, loves Love parties. parties. Burn off some energy. Yeah, man. Sounds like a no-brainer. A couple hours to yourself. Yeah, yeah. sounds like a no-brainer. But I, what, what it was was there was a relationship with uh, with one of the other side, the one of the adults on the other side, where she didn't feel comfortable with the adult. And I think you know she came for advice, and I, and I think what I what we asked her is you know in the end, what are you getting? What are you getting out of the party? Are you getting out of the party? And she's like, I'm not gonna be there. And I said, Well, I think then he answer you answer your own question. Should you send him to the party? Absolutely. The answer is yes, because he's gonna be the one to go to the party. He doesn't have a problem with the adult or whatever the case may be. He's going to a party, he loves parties. There's kids his age there, sounds great. You'll drop him off, you'll pick him up. But what you know, what she had done, and what I think a lot of people do is we condition ourselves, create habits for ourselves that 
when a certain thing or when a certain person says, does anything, we're going to be upset. Doesn't matter if all the other things outside of it make sense, they're involved, I'm mad. That's not even like relevant to any success or positive action moving forward. Why be right? And, and, and what happens is we subtract ourselves from any, uh, sometimes we'll subtract ourselves from good things because we're like, rain, rain, bad mood. That's it, rain, bad mood, done, finished. Can't go to work. Yep, yeah, work. training, done, finished. Can't do it, calling my trainer right now, it's raining outside. And it doesn't even make any sense. When we say it now, and we, you know, and I think, you know, I'm sure you guys out here have a smile on your face as well too, but the reality is every last single one of us do that. These sort of irrelevant and inappropriate things because of the uncertainty. Like, you know, I gave that example, really was she's uncertain about her interaction with the person. You can't let that color with what, what the reality is. The reality is a kid wants to go to the party. That's the reality. And, you know, the weather. Nobody knows what the weather is going to be. No one. Zero. Who cares? The weather has nothing to do with if I get to work or not. I'm going to make it to work if I want to make it to work. That's it. There'll be 32 inches of snow outside. If I want to get to work that day, I shall get to work. It's just a question of how long? Yeah, how long? Which way you gotta go? Yeah, that's it. And I'm not gonna go to work and the, my first 12 minutes of my conversation is about how much snow's outside. That's 12 minutes I could be using something else. Clearly there's a lot of snow outside. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Everybody knows right? it. They're a part of it. They're, they're outside too. <laughs> and you know, sometimes we have to play the game and go, oh yeah, it is snow. Yeah. But I'm like, every one of my clients are gonna tell me that it's snowing out there. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> By lot, all the snow current, that you tracked hey, A lot of current, like, uh, <laughs> on the social media today, I know it's snowing, guys, and you're letting everybody else know Jeez that already knows it's snowing, but... Jeez, I'm <laughs> You know, let's get, you know, let's get around to it. But I really believe that uncertainty, uncertainty and I have a couple things here that I, make sure, I wanted to make sure I said, is uncertainty should drive excellence. We were born like this, and I'm... I'm so in love with anthrop- the anthropology of human history because we we have to be the most complex being in the universe. Of course, I don't know that. I'm uncertain, but I feel good about it. What, I mean, you got to watch a child grow up and do things and say things. They don't know nothing. They're scared of everything. But you have to watch a child do something that they're afraid of and watch the process happen in their mind. Let them go. And that's why, you know, I always encourage parents to let, just let your kid go. I mean, if they're not going to kill themselves, let them go. They want to jump off something, just move like the sharp objects. Yeah. Let them jump. Because the reality is, is they're trying to figure out how they navigate their world. And they are uncertain about every single thing. They're like, these legs started working two months ago, but can they catch me if I throw myself off this table? And if we fix it for them which a lot of parents do, okay, come down or whatever the case, don't fix it for them, let them go. Let them navigate it because our natural inclination is to say, screw it, I'm gonna just jump. I guess that's the only way I'm gonna figure it out. And then they do. They land on their face the first couple of times, 100%. But what they start to do, it gives them the freedom because they, they embrace the uncertainty. They know that the uncertainty leads to the answer. The answer. 
they're like, yes, I don't feel good about this probably means that there's something good, good to be had. And that's what they do. They jump, fall on the face first 64 times. But then they're like, wait a second, I got these two legs. Like if I land and then like bend my knees a little bit, like I can make this happen. And when they do it, you got to watch their face. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. They're like, figured it out. And then they continue to jump off the stuff. <laughs> right? Um, but we have to go, and that's why I say get back to um, valuing un- uncertainty. I believe that it's in us. We just find ways to discount it and like uh, take the advantages that we have today and actually have them hamstring us. Again, because we can find out all these things, you know, so we're at the drop of a dime, and we just think that we're entitled to, to know the, the answers and right away as well, too. And the reality is, I don't know if we can. Yeah, because the answers are so quickly, mm-hmm. you know, to our, in our fingertips, that because of that, I think sometimes we just, we don't do things. Because, like, ah, I can look it up, or mm-hmm. I can know the answer if I really want to know the answer. Right. Um, and, or we do, we get the answer, but like you said, we don't take the steps necessary to get to whatever we were reading about, you know, looking up those sort of things, you know, going back to what we do for a living, right? People, like, like Yard was saying, people, we, you can look up <clears throat> fat loss on the internet, figure out how to drop body fat. It's there. But if it was that easy, we wouldn't be sitting here talking to you because I don't know. I'd be out probably trying to help somebody catch some fish, and right. you know, you heard me helping some kids out. And but people need some help with fat loss because there's just a process to it, and we got to work through all the steps. So, Marty, before we um, jumped on here, we were talking about vulnerability. I thought you made a good point about vulnerability, and I think that's part of this uncertainty where it leads you. Um, what it opens you up to. Yeah, because um, vulnerability instantly, that instantly thinks, ooh, that's a bad word. Mm-hmm. Like, things can happen to me when I'm vulnerable. That's the truth, though. Yes. Things can happen things to you. Things can happen, and they should happen to you. Yes. But I think we always think it's bad. Right. That's it. Or negative. Yes. And it, and so boxing, a good sport, right? And what happens when people first start boxing is that they are concerned about only one thing. It's not getting hit. It's the only thing they're concerned about. They're like, punch to my face? Never. So what happens is all the things that they learned before shuts gets shut down. Why? Because we talk about uncertainty, right? Like, you know, you see people get knocked out, like put to sleep and you're like, don't want to experience any of that. You see people cut under their eyes and none of the, the bloody noses. You're like, don't want to experience that. I, you know, so we sort of revert into this defensive thing where people, they're not punching or running away. And, you know, as a, when you're coaching that, you go, listen, here's the reality is if you don't punch the other person, you're going to get in trouble. Right? Like, that's actually your defense is to open yourself up to get hit so you can hit the other person. Because that's when you're punching, you're you're the most Most vulnerable vulnerable. when you're punching. Yes. So actually, you have to make yourself vulnerable in order to keep yourself safe when we're talking about boxing. And I we can maybe say it for 
anything else, right? You know, of course, we're we're right in the middle of, of this business thing. So you go, you know, what, what safety route are we after? I'm after financial safety. I'm after um, career safety. Um, but the only way I can get that is to, like, open myself up to financial failure, <laughs> right? I could have to open myself up to career failure. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't work. What am I even doing, right? So I have to open myself up to those things to get the very safety that I want. And if I don't, right. like, do it, there's actually no other way for me to do it. And that's why people, people sit down with me, yarding. I want to know, man, like, how you do this? How you do that? I'm like, no big formula. I'm not that smart. Like, we're not these geniuses in, in no way. I think you're just willing to say you don't know, but you're willing to go for it. You're willing to wake up in the morning, like you say, and like, because Marty's underselling it, by the way, when he says, oh, not know if it's going to be a good day. Listen, there are some days that we come to work, and although we love everything that we do, I know that he's felt it because I felt it. Maybe, maybe he hasn't felt it, but I have definitely felt it. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing right, to myself right now? But I have to immediately turn that thought over and go, you know what? If I, if I got it to the point where it's this bad, I can get it to the point where it's better. You know? and, our, and I'm not complaining about anything at all. We're, we're blessed and all those things. But that's how it is. is. Sometimes you're like, you put yourself in these positions. You're like, there's so much happening. And I'm not equipped to figure it out. And you're just like, you know what? Although I'm not equipped, although I don't know what the next step is, eh, I'm okay. I'm going to do what I know. And hopefully that leads to more knowledge, but I can't. You can't quit. You can't quit. You gotta keep moving. You can't quit. You can't quit. And I think sometimes, well, I think we talked about this in our very first podcast, and that's why we're here now, right? We're not on the top of the business podcast mm-hmm. and, and anything like that, but we just decided, hey, we're gonna start this in the back closet of a room that we don't even pay rent in right <laughs> you know he wasn't the first podcast the acoustics are terrible and yeah. we you know we slowly build up we got more of a following and we're going to keep building on that but and nowhere near is it you know what we hope it's going you know hopefully it's going to be bigger and bigger and it, it is growing but we just got to keep going right that's why we're, why we're talking to you now and uh, i mean it was just as easy as like all right let's download this app and let's make a podcast right start, start talking talk. start yeah. talking to a phone or a microphone <laughs> Right? Here, here's how I think we want to wrap it up for everybody is that there, there is, I think sometimes people that we as a human race undervalue what, what opportunity looks like. We want opportunity to be nice, neat corners, folded, taped down so you can't see the tape. And then we open that opportunity, taking the tape off, unfold it, and we can use that wrapping paper again. When the reality, it's more like this. You get about 36,000 pieces of tape. The wrapping paper is not even cut to the right size of the box. You just sort of put that thing together. You slide it under the tree. And when we go to open it, you rip that thing to shreds. And you're just happy with what's there. You don't care how you got there. You did your best, whatever it was. But the gift means more when 
we sort of just go. You can't get paralyzed by not knowing or not being sure. If you're going to trust, you have to trust the whole way. If you're not going to trust, you have to not trust the whole way. There's an, that's, the, that's another thing, too, is that sometimes this feeling of uncertainty puts us one foot in, one foot out, one foot in, one foot out. And nothing gets done in that environment. It's just stagnant because you are just staying in the same place. A lot of movement staying in the same place, which, is, which I definitely witness on a daily basis. And then people are upset because they're like, well, I'm moving. I'm like, well, you are. Well, I can't lie with you. You are moving. But you're just going forward or backwards. So we're actually right back here in the same spot. Um, and you got to take steps forward no matter if it's an inch or a mile. Um, you got to take steps forward. So I think we would love for you to look at yourself and say, you know, what type of things do I consistently let the, uh, the unknown, the not sure, what, what type of things do I consistently um, um, put in front of me that slow me down? And then just make a resolve today that when those things come up, you're just going to be vulnerable. You're going to decide your, your emotional state right away. When this happens, when I don't get accepted for this loan, when I don't, when my... Uh, wife or boyfriend or whatever leaves me or when my friends don't invite me out anymore and all the negative things you can think about and all the positive ones as, as well too I want you to decide your emotional state make a habit of it say this is what I do and obviously make them productive but say that to yourself do that and watch yourself be successful because one thing I know about human beings you got to read history and like read it they do some amazing shit it's like outrageous I still don't know how we came up with all these things that we have like how you? I'm talking into a phone right now I don't know how we started to, you could never show this to a caveman and be like no trust me you can talk to a caveman that's like about 30,000 miles away it's fine go ahead you could never explain it to him because the steps to, to go there Mind-blowing. So it gives you an opportunity to understand that what you're capable of, if, if you take it, you let, you look at uncertainty the right way, which is just a tool that's given to us to motivate. So we can move. There it is. Well said. Hey, by the way, family and friends, that's how I wrap presents. So when they're under the tree, all <laughs> you think about that they're coming from me for a reason. For a reason. <laughs> Same gift. <laughs> All right. Hey, skyscrapers. We're out of here. Episode 12. Um, please continue to listen. Send it to your friends. Um, a lot of you guys have come up and talked with uh, Marty and I and, and just really expressed how much you, know, you like listening to us, which is um, awesome and flattering. Um, send it to somebody you think, you know, would listen and, and maybe find some value. Um, that's how we want to grow this is about us sharing things that we think about and that that we struggle with. You know, it's not a it's not a preaching thing for us. It's really about, man, like this happened to us this week or so forth and so on. So we're really talking about when we're giving you advice, what we've done, all we're doing is repeating things we probably said to ourselves 10 days ago. Yeah. Um, and and that's how we that's how we come up with our topics. It's not again, it's not a uh, anything from a pulpit. So we really feel like 
Um, the things that we have to share with you are extremely valuable because we know it comes from real experience. So please share it with everybody. We love you guys for, for having us and listening. Um, like I said, episode 12 done. Skyscrapers out. <laughs>